Today, we are going to be talking about Collide, Get Out, and a sneak preview of an upcoming film, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And with me today, <laughs> I have Joel La La Land Cunningham. Wait, no, I mean Moonlight <laughs> oh, Cunningham. Oh, you had me going there for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Very clever. Yeah, well, and so I'm with uh, Matt Bees Knees Hay. Oh, snap. My for you today, the Matt. The Bees Knees. Yeah, talking about uh, mistaken identities there. I, uh, if I, you, I'm guessing you watch the Oscars. What what's what is the Oscars? Oh yes, no, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Thing we yeah. call the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited to have everybody here listen to the podcast, uh, the Real Review Podcast. It's a show where we, as Matt was talking about, introduce some thoughts and perspectives and the world of film and television, and then we kind of approach things with a bit of a, um, I guess you'd say a fan versus a critic perspective, Yeah, if you will. Yeah. For those that are listening for the first time, just want to reintroduce that concept. Uh, Matt tends to have a bit more of a fanish type perspective. Yeah, I'm, I'm like way more emotionally driven yeah, than anything else. Tears sometimes when you're reviewing Unstable. Unstable. Yeah. And I tend to be more of a critic, so I tend to be a hater. I <laughs> <laughs> just attack people. A hater, yeah. but you see everything from more of a technical standpoint. Yeah. Um, and I get into that too, but I'm definitely more emotionally driven, I think, when, when we're yeah. Looking yeah. at stuff. You tend to geek out and I tend to just go like, nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you define it. You're so, my soul crusher. Yeah. Yep. So welcome to the <laughs> podcast. We're super excited to have you guys here. And uh, we're going to be reviewing a couple films today that Matt and I had a chance to check out. One of which um, both of us had a chance to check out, which was the film Get Out. Uh, the other Collide, um, I alone was the only one that unfortunately or fortunately, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Had the chance to check out. And yeah, we're going to be talking about a bit of a sneak preview. Yeah. So, Joel, you know a guy yes. who got to check out a sneak preview <laughs> of an upcoming film. Yeah, friend. Right? Friend of a friend, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was a uh, an interesting conversation that I had All the right. opportunity to have with this person about this sneak preview. Okay. And uh, so I just wanted to share a little bit about it because I thought that their perspectives were good. Okay. And so I just wanted to talk a bit about it. And, uh, I, you know, there's a sneak previews are really fun. For a lot of times, because you you end up usually going to these movies, and I think people you never know what you're going to see. Right. I don't get to go to a lot of them. I don't know Matt if you get to go to a lot of them. Nope, I'm not fortunate enough. You're not fortunate <laughs> enough. So it's it's rare. You don't always get a chance to go to these. But um, this guy that I know he's he's for whatever reason he's always going to these sneak previews, and he's always doing that. And they make you sign those non disclaimer agreements. Oh uh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. So the the benefit of this is that he told me. So this is secondhand knowledge. Okay. Okay. So I can. It's like third party. It's like that game of telephone. So you don't exactly. really know what the message is going to be. Exactly. But, okay. So he's breaking the law. You know, you're honor. He's breaking the law, not this guy right here. <laughs> but uh, he went to go see a film, and I will stay. I will. I'm still going to keep some some info a little bit, like you know, not talk about sure. too much detail, different sure. things. But um, this is a film that's coming out in May, okay, of next year, I believe, and it's got a lot this, to do yeah. with slow motion. Okay. Yeah. Slow motion. All right. Some swimsuits. Okay. I'm getting think, a picture here. I think I, think I know where you're going. Yes. Here. A lot of people running. Okay. And okay. Jumping into the water. All right. And okay. Swimming. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Some really rock solid action. <laughs> going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so um, I had a chance to talk a bit about this film and really got some interesting um, ideas. The thing was that the previews are really saying and they're showing is they're really, it, it's almost looking like the film is going to be, it's like an action-y type okay. film with some comedic elements maybe, but it's mostly, it's mostly action with a smidgen of kind of like some humor really goofy humor at times and like slow motion chicks and running and okay. things like that going on. Um, whatever this film is. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the film itself, at least from my understanding is very much not good. Okay. Um, on the basis of the film really embraces this silly idea, the silly narrative of trying to expand the world into like the reality of, um, people that are doing the things that they're doing. So I'll just say this, they're lifeguards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the lifeguards are trying to do this job that's not theirs, which is basically police work. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to come up with rationale and meaning throughout the entire movie for why they're doing this type of police work, but they never come up with a rational argument or excuse for why they're doing it. <laughs> and so literally the entire movie, they're kind of breaking the law. Right. Because lifeguards, I don't... Aren't so, it's yeah. like jurisdiction or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They have a certain limited jurisdiction, which is like the beach. Okay. You know, and so the rationale that they're constantly, one of the characters I believe is constantly saying like... Uh, we can't do this because we're lifeguards and everybody else just goes, shut up. We want to <laughs> do it. So we're going to do it. Um, and the other thing that I heard about this, um, if you're familiar with the original sort of show that this was based on, there's a, it's kind of famous for this slow motion effect of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bodies and chicks and girls and like skimpy outfits and things like that. Um, they actually worked really hard with this movie to really fight against that. Really? Yeah. And even in the preview, it's funny, they make it look very much like it's going to be like all like hot girls and, you know, right. things happening. But it's it's very much more so, they do their best to not make it like that. Oh, um, really? There's a scene that happens about a half of the way through where- No, when when yeah. your when your friend that you were talking to was describing yes. to this, he yes. was, I mean, he obviously went into detail. <laughs> Super detail. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he like could have written out an essay. We talked okay. a lot about it. So, okay, cool. Yeah, so um, a scene that happened about uh, halfway through the film, um, a naked man just kind of basically lying on a gurney, dead guy, just for like five minutes, just close-up shot right of a guy- Woo-hoo. Really, bottom wow. half, yeah, right in the screen. Wow, yeah, great <laughs> stuff. And uh, another, there's another <laughs> shot. It's like the first uh, within the first ten minutes that that I've been told that there's this guy gets a lower portion of his body, um, not to get too graphic, stuck in the slats of a wooden chair. Oh no! And then can't get the swelling to go down. And oh so, no! <laughs> yeah, so hijinks. So it's like they're constantly trying to go overwhelmingly in the opposite direction by making it. And there's like another scene with like I guess a guy is like showering naked in front of like all these people and all these mm-hmm. girls walk in and like laugh at them. So they're like kind of like constantly trying to make it like, no, we're not, we're not being sexist. We're right. not, this isn't sexist at all. Right. And they do still have the, you know, the obvious moments of like, you know, the girls with the skimpy outfits because they have to, I guess. Right. To appease. Um, I think the problem with the film is that it just, it was trying too much. It was trying too hard. It came across from my understanding as being very silly and being like, it didn't really know what it was trying to do. If it was trying to be an action film, if it's trying to be an action film that didn't come up with legitimate reasons for why this action was taking place. Um, and it just came across as really silly and goofy. Did your, um, your friend think it was funny at all or, um, he thought from my understanding, he kind of thought that there was like a few parts that were pretty funny. Okay. But for the most part, the most of the humor was very obvious 
and oh, okay. uh, it just it, it just was kind of like okay I, I saw that coming I knew that was gonna happen kind of like a dime a dozen crude humor comedy. yeah it's like yeah. It, you can watch the preview for it and everything that's funny is pretty much in the preview really yeah I didn't uh, that's crazy because I didn't think the previews were that funny (laughs) so the previews yeah so if you like that kind of humor then i mean that's right up your alley wow and there was like maybe three or four from from my understanding they tried to do something with it stylistically where they really made it so there's like the two main story elements one of them is the one i talked about which is these lifeguards are trying to come up with this they're trying to solve this crime but they're constantly trying to come up with this like justification for why they as lifeguards would be the best suited yeah. to do this work, which yeah. they never come up with justification for, in my understanding. And then the second is there's another one of the characters who's going through this, like they're trying to like overcome their dark past and their dark shadows and everything right. like that. And that story arc is interesting and it actually takes you somewhere, but it really doesn't build to anything. It doesn't lead to anything, gotcha. you know, it just kind of happens. And right. So yeah, I'd say on a scale of, you know, I mean, what, yeah. Did he rate it? Yeah. He, okay. Like on a scale of one to a hundred, um, when I asked him to like rate the film, I'm pretty sure he said around like an F plus, oh, gosh. you know, okay. D minus kind of range. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So that's, that's, I mean, it's still going to come out. I still yeah. have to see it. Matt, you still have to see yeah, it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> maybe I'll just uh, give this one a pass yeah. and just say like, Meh, maybe not. So yeah. yeah, that's all, uh, that's all they had to say about that. Wow. That is enlightening. Yeah. I should say. Um, okay. Cool. Well, let's, let's just, Go into the next one then. All right, um, that sounds good. And this let, is one I've seen. <laughs> yes, let's talk about the one that you've seen because I did not get a chance to see this one, and it is the movie Collide. Yes, yeah, so Collide is a film that just got released. It is uh, directed by Erin Creevy. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Sure. I'm, I'm, it, it, with his name, I feel like you could butcher it. It's very <laughs> easy to do that. Or Aaron, probably Aaron. Aaron. Probably Aaron Creevy. Um, the synopsis for this is an American backpacker gets involved with a ring of drug smugglers as their driver, though he... Um, as their driver, though he winds up on the run from his employers across uh, Cologne, high speeds Autobahn. So we figured out how to speak. Yeah, I know. I I learned that right after too. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. But it stars Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, Anthony Hopkins, as well as Ben Kingsley. And so, you know, based upon what we had talked about and the things that we had said about this film is when we were discussing sort of our coming soon thoughts on it, one of the big concerns that I had is that they were either going to go way too silly with it mm-hmm. and make it just kind of like dumb kind of action type stuff. Right. Or they were going to go way too serious with it and try and go like, this is like deep and purposeful and meaningful. And I will say this, the film was actually a lot more grounded than I was expecting. Okay. And that was a positive for it. Okay. It, it ended up being a film that felt very accessible in its own way. And yes, there is some crazy stuff that's happening. There is crazy action that's happening. Um, Nicholas Holt's character, a, a good example of this is that, you know, Nicholas Holt, and I and I did say this in the in when we were discussing this in the coming soon. Yeah. He's a good actor to me at times, and he did a decent enough job in this film. He's never come across to me as like an action star, like a fighter, you know, that gets right, out there right. and shoots the guns and takes the bad guys down. And in this film, that's definitely the role that he's he's functioning not in that role. He's he's kind of like on the run the entire movie. And that's kind of the 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 role that he's tend to function in in most of his films. He's kind of always running, 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 running. Right. And he's got a couple shots and a couple scenes where he does kind of put up a bit of a fight. And he does decent enough serviceable job there, but it's mostly just him going from event to event to event to event. Um, but they did a good job at the very beginning of the film grounding it in some really 
decent kind of reality. So basically, Nicholas Holt's character is working for Ben Kingsley, and Ben Kingsley is like this pimp sort of character in Germany, and mm-hmm. he not in addition to that, he also sells drugs and he okay. gets cocaine and. I'm guessing mostly cocaine, but um, other drugs or cocaine in general from Anthony Hopkins. Okay. And so the setup is, you know, Nicholas Holt is been working for Ben Kingsley for a while and doing this for money, and he ends up meeting Felicity Jones at this sort of rave bar place and hits it up with like hits it off with her really well. Yeah. They get connected, and so he quits the life. He's like, I'm done with this drug running. It's dangerous, and I'm just going to spend all my time focused on Felicity. And so he gets a job at like a, a metal construction yard. It's always for love, yeah, man. exactly, yeah. <laughs> and um, so their romance starts going, and they're they're doing well with each other. And um, then there's this kind of fallout that happens between Anthony Hopkins and, and Ben Kingsley, and I'm spoiling some stuff here. But I'm, I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end too much, but I will talk about kind of the setup for everything because it – Helps me to explain that so I can talk about the story. Yeah, sure. Um, so Anthony Hopkins and Ben Kingsley have this falling out where Ben Kingsley is saying that, you know, I, I work for you. I do all this really good work. I deserve a split share, 50-50. And Anthony Hopkins comes in and says, uh, you're not good enough for that. You're lower class. You know, you pimp and you do drugs and all this other stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're not good enough for me, so no. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward months and then Nicholas Holt and Felicity Jones character, so Casey and Juliet, you know, Juliet. Juliet really? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they, they say something like that in the film. Um, they're in love and they're, you know, living together and they're doing things and then she gets sick. Yeah. And so, of in course. In the snow, right? Yes, in the snow. So, yeah, yeah they're doing this really stupid. But the thing was, is it's kind of cute. They're like kind of, she's okay. like daring, daring them to do something. It's a little more and, endearing than what the trailers played it off yeah, to be. Yeah. Okay. So, I, and that's the thing that I'm saying. It's really grounded. Like, even in their interactions in the club, it he had some kind of goofy lines that he says to her, but they felt real and they felt honest and right. it didn't feel like super staged. It felt like he really did like her and she really did like him. And it really felt like it would be a normal relationship that I would see between people. And even the interactions between Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins felt for the most part very real and okay. very honest. It, Anthony Hopkins legitimately looks at himself as like a better class person. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he lives this high class lifestyle. He drives these nice cars. And that's how they snuggle, smuggle the money is through these really high end vehicles. And he owns this major conglomerate that ships and transports things all across the country and Ben Kingsley's you know he he sells women and he sells drugs and so yeah. he's lower class um so it all fits and it was all there and when they get into the action it does feel a little bit manipulative in the sense that like okay of course you know she gets sick so it's going to force them to get back into this this world of drug right. and everything um but they handled it well and the they they set up this heist for basically for Ben Kingsley's character to sort of get money. He wants to get one over on Anthony. And and so he goes back into the thing and he needs some money fast to, to afford to get Felicity Jones's character, Juliet, a kidney transplant. Okay. And so they do this big job to get the money so that way they can, um, he can pay for it. And the setup for that's great. And the realism of that is great. It never felt silly. It never felt forced. It felt like, yeah, if we, these were just two random guys that were just going to try and rob a, a transport truck like this, this is what they would do. And so where it really started to fall apart and I'm again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but as the film goes on and gets later into it, the ending was by all intents and purposes, one of the worst endings I've seen really Yeah, out of like, and it's, it feels like there's been a lot of that recently. There feels like there's been a lot of movies that have been decent movies, but then the ending just, just gonna, falls, falls apart. apart. Yeah. Right. We just talked about a cure for wellness and, and that was like that. And it, it, it literally, it's just like what it 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 almost felt like they were building and they were building and they were building and then something happens, 
And it felt like they were trying to make that like the climactic kind resolve of ending yeah, resolve thing. ending of the story. But it felt like the resolve before the resolve. It felt like that moment where you get that little bit of action that bleeds into then the much bigger action right. type sequence that that ends the film, you know. So it, it, it does that and then it just ends. And you're just kind of like, what? You know? <laughs> and they live happily ever after, or they go on and they do their things. And it's like, it is what it is. There's even, I, there, you don't even find out exactly what happens to a couple of the characters. Like, you, you get inklings of it through like a news story. Right. But like, you don't find out exactly what happens to a lot of the characters. So it's like, why did they cut it off right there? It really, right. It, it almost felt like, well, we ran out of money to find, to finance the final action scene. And so we're just going to cut it right here which was you know it kind of stunk because overall i was invested in at least you know nicholas and felicity's characters casey yeah. and juliet um and i would have liked to have seen a better resolution for it um the other thing that i would say and we mentioned this when we we're talking about anthony hopkins he he served a decent role in this film i felt like he was a bit wasted or a bit underwhelming i i think he did a decent i i can see why they hired him because they wanted to have that guy that had like that mindset of like i'm better than everybody else right me. right but he just did not come across as being like commanding or strong or like this guy that he came across as like a business owner okay. but he didn't come across as this like conniving and he's that's the other thing that really ticked me off is he makes really good money he's a really successful really well-known businessman that does really good things in his country and they gave no understanding for why he would then sell drugs why he right. would be a drug runner because it's There's like no point in that exactly you know that's what that's like what all of uh the the godfather part you know two and three or whatever is about which is like we want to get out it's like if you're successful you don't want to potentially lose that success, so why would you risk that right. by doing things that are completely and obviously <laughs> illegal? So weird. And he put so much money and effort into this plan to like run the drugs. And they don't explain it. And they don't explain it. Oh, you know, gosh. and it's literally this scenario where it almost felt like they wanted to set up all these different scenarios where Nicholas Holt's character would be driving all these really awesome cars. There are some really cool, awesome, awesome racing scenes. Okay. But it, it just it it never really panned out to explain why that was all there. And then the other thing was and I'm talking about more about characterization here. Um, I didn't like Ben Kingsley. I really didn't feel like I knew he was doing his Mandarin impersonation. Mandarin, yeah. Yeah, but it really felt like a guy acting. Right. It really didn't feel like this was the guy that legitimately would be doing this type of stuff. That's, he yeah. felt too clean. He felt too cut, like clean cut to be doing like the pimping and the drug selling. Right. Um, it felt like you know mandarin it felt like a guy acting like a guy that does those kinds of things but is an actual idiot yeah <laughs> and then um felicity jones character i really she did a good acting job i thought she did a good enough acting job but i really didn't like her character in mm. the movie i felt like she was a bit of a butt towards um <laughs> casey's character the whole movie she's like no don't help me don't do this for me don't like they love each other but she's constantly telling them like like she didn't even tell him about the fact that she had the sickness you know? Really? Yeah, and she just expects him to like, and he confronts her, and he's like, "Well, why didn't you tell me that you were sick?" And she goes, "Oh, so that's my that's my fault. Like, you're gonna get mad at me. I'm the one that's sick, and you're gonna get mad at me." Right. And it's like, well, yeah, if somebody's sick and they don't tell you, and then things bad things start happening because of that, that's kind of on you for not mentioning it, you know. So yeah. I I felt like they did a decent job with their relationship. It felt real, to be honest. It felt like that's something people would do, but. Overall, it just felt kind of okay. So um, I think what I saw of the the groundedness of it is, you know, the director um, was a guy that I think he's trying, he was trying to do something with like making a, 
a film that had depth and yep. also good action. Gotcha. And it felt like they had decent efforts and emphasis on that at different times, but overall it didn't it didn't turn into anything all that great. So Gotcha. Matt, any thoughts, any questions? I've been talking a lot. About right, this right, film. right, right. So no, I, w- I would just say it kind of hit the notes a little bit, I think, that I was expecting yeah. um, from what you're telling me. Um, did it seem like uh, Anthony Hopkins could have done his shoot in just a few days? Yes. Maybe, or was it more? Yes, except for the fact that they shot it in a couple different locations. Okay, so, so that would have... Yes. Yeah, so so that it was a little prevented. bit more than then just shipping him in yeah, for a couple of days and then right. sending him out. But okay. you can tell, I mean, every shot, he's either sitting... Or he's kind of walking and standing. Right. He's so, not running anywhere. <laughs> he shoots a gun a couple times, but it's like, okay, yeah. So yeah. here's the thing with this film, and, and this might explain why Felicity Jones is in it, yeah. um, is that this, this movie's been sitting on a shelf for a really long time trying to get distribution. Mm. I don't know the story behind the distribution issue, yeah. but I mean, I mean, since then she's had... I mean, you and I both love a monster calls. I yeah. mean, she was great in that, but yeah. also, but you know, Rogue One. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's kind of been her launching point. So this is something I feel like you know it comes out after Rogue One, mm-hmm. but something that was shot you know years in advance. Right. So it's kind of like yeah, you know, maybe that's why this was that kind of a film. That makes sense. I um, can definitely see that. It, it definitely felt like a film project that she might have taken on prior to being right. as popular because otherwise you're kind of like left going with yeah. you've done these two amazing films why would this then be your follow up so you know? um, yeah man I, I don't really I mean I'm still doesn't do anything for my excitement I didn't really expect a lot but yeah. um, if you had to rate this thing what would you do I would give it uh, the ending was such a train wreck <laughs> it just it's it, it spoiled so much because it really didn't so um I will rate this a little bit higher than I think what a lot of people are giving ratings. I'll say probably like a C plus or like a C kind of C, C right. plus range. A lot of people are giving like fail ratings and like D ratings. I think again, the action is good. It It's exciting. It feels very real. Okay. It didn't feel like everything was staged and faked. It, it made sense why Nicholas Holt is, you know, he's a driver and he goes around and he does things that just make realistic sense. And yeah, obviously the cars would probably get a lot more damaged by a lot of the things that they have going on, but it never felt fake in that sense. And um, it made sense why people acted the way that they did. Right. Okay. So. Gotcha. Good to know. Well, that is it for Collide. I'm really excited to dive into this next film, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Get Out. Now, you and I both had a chance to see this, but we haven't talked about it. We did that on purpose because we (laughs) want to be able to have authentic reactions here on the show with everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and kick off uh, here. Get Out. Um, We talked about it on the coming soon last week, but uh, a young African-American man visits his his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. That's the IMDb summary um, written and directed by Jordan Peele stars, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, uh, among others. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just going to start out and say, I really liked it. I really liked get out. Uh, I'm a horror thriller guy. Um, Why I will say this, actually didn't delve into the horror side for me mm. um, as much as I was thinking it was going to. Yeah. But um, so for me, I would, I would classify it more of like a psychological thriller. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I would go at less, less horror. Um, there are, there are a couple of jump scares that we talked about this previously. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't like a couple of them. Right. Yeah. And, and one of them was, yeah, somebody walking by a hallway and they just did a loud noise. <laughs> yeah, know? it's like, did they step on a piano? Right. Like, <laughs> they go, and Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. But um, 
overall, I thought it was really, really effective. I think the underlying like social commentary just in general was was effective in because mm-hmm. it's it's not just dealing with with the subject of racism, like just blatant racism, but yeah. passive racism. And I Correct. think they do that in a really, really good way yeah. uh, to bring awareness to it and almost just be like, man, like I can't believe this, this exists, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's get into acting because, um, overall, just in general, if, if you're not a huge fan into cinema or television, um, these are mainly like unknowns mm-hmm. for the most part. A lot of them are. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Daniel Kilua, uh, Kaluuya, um, <laughs> the whole movie, I was like, where is this guy from? And before, right before the show started, I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. Cause it's been bothering me. <laughs> and he was in an episode in the first season of black mirror. Right. Really and I was like, show. I knew where he was. From. Okay. So anyway, um, that aside, he is fantastic in that. He's also fantastic in this. I thought he did a really, really wonderful job. Um, and Allison Williams, actually, I would have to say, gave my favorite performance mm-hmm. of the movie. I would agree, yeah. Um, She's probably my Just favorite. because, yeah. Anyway, she probably has, she did fantastic. Um, yeah, she embraced her character so well. Yeah. All sides of it. You yeah, know? yeah, And yeah. it just like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's I know. awesome. So yeah. anyway, I um, that was... She she had my favorite performance, uh, but everybody had it, even uh, Brad Whitford and um, what's liked, what's, what's his Brad, TSA yeah. what's his TSA f- uh, friend's uh, name? Uh, it's Lorel Howery. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he plays he, a character named Rob right. Rod Williams. I think yeah. he is the stamp that um, I think. Actually, sorry, I think it's Lil Rel Howery. I Lil think it's a comedian Rel. name. Yeah, Lil Rel Howery. Yeah, but they put it as one word on IMDb. So right. It's so, <laughs> so Jordan, so Jordan Peele. I feel like that's his stamp. Like that's his character stamp. If he's gonna throw in comedy, that was his guy that he did it with. Yeah, he kind of played a comedic side character, but not annoyingly so. Right. Yeah. Exactly, and um, I think it was appropriate too. So it wasn't like everybody was funny. Like if mm-hmm. they're gonna make someone funny, they made the funny guy funny, right. you know. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome yeah. that he didn't stray from that. I gotta give it to Jordan Peele for his debut outing and writing on this. Mm-hmm. I I'm impressed. I'm really yeah. impressed, and I'm actually really excited to see what what else he has yeah. um, in store. Um, in addition to all of that, I was really locked in. A lot of people would say it's kind of a slow burn. But I wouldn't say that because I was actually really interested in all the little interactions and all the little like the conversations that like at that party, there's like this party sequence um, where uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character is interacting with uh, Allison's uh, extended family yeah. and just all these like little conversations. I was like, man, this is mm-hmm. this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I was so, I was so locked in. Um, that by the time it got to the end, I, I felt like it paid off and it paid off well. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I really, really liked it. Yeah. I, if I were to bring in some like negative mm-hmm. parts of it, I would say that they didn't, there were a few moments where they didn't let some of the serious uh, tension last long enough before throwing in a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt like they could have maybe spaced it out a little bit. Um, to where I was like, oh, he yeah. threw in a joke there to try and be funny, but something really crazy just happened. So mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't the appropriate time. They should have let it simmer for a minute before something mm-hmm. like that happened. Um, there was there was that at the end. I can't talk about it too much without getting too spoilery. And uh, if you want to stay tuned um, after this, we're going to get into a little bit of a spoiler segment where we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, but some stuff happens at the very end of the movie that... Um, 
that could potentially uh, make you have to suspend your belief in kind of what's happening. Yeah, um, it goes there. You it know? goes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that that's really it. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't have a lot of negative things to say about it. Yeah. But Joel, you have, you saw this too, and I'm dying to hear what you thought. <laughs> Overall, I actually really enjoyed it as well. Awesome. So I, you know, we talked about this in the coming soon. I'm not a huge fan of the horror cinema type right. stuff. This, I agree, did not really go horror. There was definitely a couple moments where it was getting there close to the end, right, right, into the horror. But there was only maybe, I mean, even in the very kind of opening shock moment of you know where they're driving and the deer which right. is in the trailer so yeah. I can talk about that yep. you know that wasn't as gruesome as I thought it was going to be you know they could have made that horrific with blood and you know everything right. but they didn't you know they didn't do that um, so it, there wasn't a lot of violence there wasn't a lot of gore it gets there I really liked the slow burn I really liked I think the character acting yeah. from all of the people felt charactered but in a for like a reason you right. know and that was one of the things that we talked about as well which is it felt almost silly. It felt almost, you know, it felt purposefully like stepford wives. Yeah. But that they do get to a point where you understand why. Yeah. And it really does make sense. And you see the shift from the stepford wives type thing to the normal type person. And then it makes it clicks and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it gets there. So that was really cool. And I thought um, the, the main acting job from Chris Washington just. I thought he killed it. I thought he did a great job. Well, Chris with it. was his character. I'm sorry. Yeah, from Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then uh, Allison Williams as well. I really liked. And then Bradley Whitford. Man, he thought. I thought he was the other comedic angle of the of right. the show. Kind of a dark movie. comedic angle. Dark comedic right. angle. But he makes it so awkward. You kind of like laugh to have to laugh at it. There's like there was. I was watching this group of like five other people, and there was. This is a film that I would definitely say is better to watch with other people. Yeah. If you can. A lot of horrors like that, but I think definitely this one where there's a lot of like tense kind of awkward moments where you kind of need to just go like, ah, what is that? Like, what's going on here? And it did bring up some really good questions about, you know, the social commentary of, yeah. you know, racism or, you know, the whatever term you use, which is basically like you're kind of like positively being racist. The passive yeah, racism. Yeah, it's like the passives yeah. where you're like- Which is a huge deal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. wow, you're really this and it's like in a positive way, but you're still being racist. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. weird. Um. So the one thing that I would agree with you on, I think there was some issues that I that I had. It wasn't the editing, and and I really had to think about it because it it threw me off. Because at the very beginning of the movie, there's a song that they play, and it's such a weird, awesome song, and it makes you feel so disjointed. And I'm like, I don't even know what they're saying, but they're just saying like some really crazy stuff in the song. It's like, die, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, I'm sorry, if I'm butchering that. No, but, the music. You're yeah, right. I'm thinking about it now. That was really great, but after that. There really was a lack of, in my opinion, a significant feel that the music really like gave you. Right. It really, it really didn't offer you a story in the music. It really didn't take you. And I think a lot of the times where I was missing that cue as to how I was supposed to feel with something, I, in my opinion, I need to watch it again because I think I wasn't paying enough attention to this. But I'm, I'm feeling like a lot of that had to do with the music. Yeah. And I'm not saying the music was bad. I'm just saying that it kind of fit, but it didn't really take you anywhere. And I was looking up the different credits that were actually associated with this. And you have a guy named Michael uh, Abels, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, that did the music for this. And he looks like he's got some great credits to his name as far as doing music. But this is his very first film yeah. doing composition for a film. Yeah. And so that's a sign to me, yeah, that maybe, I don't know, maybe he studied under somebody. Maybe he got some experience 
from doing other things that he's just not listed for IMDb on. But that's usually a good sign that they're still probably trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You know, trying to figure out how to tell a story with the music because right. I think that if anything, that was the thing that kept it from really just engaging me to that super high level and kind of made those awkward moments where I'm like, okay, I, I think I get this, but it didn't quite get there, you know? Yeah. There were a couple moments like that. I think yeah. you're right. I mean, the music is so important, especially in a horror film, if you think about it, and yeah. building tension. Yeah. Because um, that's what, well, it's not even a horror film, I guess. It's more of that thriller. It, it's all about tension. Yeah. And there was a lot of effective sound design. I mean, like right. the scene where he's doing the sinking thing. I'm not yeah, yeah. Too well, that's in the trailer. But, that's yeah. In the but, trailer. you know, you hear that yeah. kind of sound and there was like, uh, the moment when the 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 deer hits the car and it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's super loud. So it was a really effective sound design, but it was the music itself beyond. And that's what threw me is because that first song was great and yeah. it really set you off. But then after that, it doesn't really do much of anything right. beyond beyond that. So, right. yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, um, so it, just looking at it as a whole, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna I want to rate this thing first because I, I I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, uh. And I've been kind of fighting this back and kind of what I would have. To, I'm going to give it a 90. Okay. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I really do want to watch again because there are actually some things that I feel like I maybe didn't get the full grasp of the of the first time around. I actually have questions. Maybe we could talk about that in the spoiler part coming yeah, up. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Um, if you had to rate this thing, what do you? I'd probably give it a 90 as well. Really? I think I, it would have been a B plus, but I'm giving it a couple extra points because I do feel like they're trying something here. It's like, yeah, there is there's definitely elements of this being other films and other pre-made things, but they're really trying for something here that has a different tone, a right. different feel. It's that horror humor kind yeah. of hybrid that he really went for and it worked. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm giving it some extra points for that. Cool. That's awesome. So nineties, yeah. nineties, man, across the board. That's good. Yeah. So I'm gonna what I want to do right now is if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Get Out and you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and end End the episode. Yes. <laughs> if you're playing in your car, turn your car off, get out. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Pause it. Pause it. This is the spoiler section. We yeah. are now going into the spoiler section. Officially. You have been warned. Okay. So I alluded to this. We're getting into the spoiler section. If you haven't left, stop <laughs> yeah. listening. It's your fault if you're okay. still listening. I think okay. you're giving them enough warning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I had mentioned that Allison... Williams was my favorite character. Yes. And oh my gosh, yeah. I, yeah. she played. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if you, if you've seen the movie, um, which I hope you have, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about this, yeah. she's in on it. So, yeah. uh, it, to give you just kind of the great synopsis of it, her family, um, is just, a racist group of white people who are using, the the bodies of mm-hmm. um, African American men and women yeah. uh, to transplant their brains and consciousness into their bodies, yeah. uh, namely their elderly people. Yes, and I'm assuming they could do that to extend their lives. Yeah. Um, well, that was the weird thing because I mean, you're saying you did. De- they definitely had a hint of uh, the racism element of it was weird. Because, it was because you're saying racist, but at the same time they want to be black you know yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. i'm white but i want to be in a black and they're doing it for the wrong reasons right and i think that's what made it racist yeah you know it's like well we want to be in a black person because they're we think they're physically more fit yeah you know or we want to be in this this young which is I, part of that that passive racism it kind of all just kind of yeah it's it's 
yeah, it's it was kind of a weird thing for sure. Yeah. But um, so what happens is their family is that, and the whole movie, and this is what, coming back to Allison Williams' character, yeah. you're like, she is on board. She can't stand her parents and the way that they're acting around him. Yeah. Um, her extended family is just miserable. She's playing this part perfectly. Yeah. And then you find out <laughs> that she is in on it the whole time. Yeah. And then when you find out, you see her character after that point in time, she is a different person. Yeah. And it is crazy. Yeah, I think the thing with that was I really, even in the previews, I remember seeing that they were talking about, like, I, I knew in the back of my head that she probably was the person that was bringing all of the black people there. Yeah. Like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, she's obviously, like, the bait. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, for whatever reason, she did such an effective acting job with it. The whole time I kept thinking, well, she's either not realizing what she's doing or she's been hypnotized by his right. That's mo- I thought mother. that too. I thought yeah. she was hypnotized. But I, never did I, for whatever reason, I don't know why she did such an effective acting job. Never did I think, well, she's actually aware of what she's that doing. Script and direction, yeah, acting. And all so that. it was an amazing twist that she did right there um, when they had to do that. And I, I think that their whole, I, I, I liked how they played into this being like a family thing. Right. I liked how they played into this being like the whole family is kind of in on this thing and they're using it. And that bidding war that they did oh, that with was the bingo like, cards was like, as soon as you figure out what the, that it was is. so stomach churning. Yeah, like you're like, you're oh like, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Like they're bidding on that. And just like, that just felt so bad. Yeah. And the moment, the moment really where it gets like, it's getting worse, it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And then the moment where he goes in the closet and he opens up that, I think it's like the box. It's like a shoe box. Yeah. The shoe box. And he starts looking at the photos of all the, the guys that she's all the black people, I guess she's, yeah. that she's brought up there that, it, that he's seen a few of and he knows the one guy and he everybody the in the audience where i was at yeah. was freaking out i know everybody's <laughs> and i'm you're like oh my gosh look around she's right behind you i bet she's yeah, right yeah, behind yeah. you you're like freaking out you're thinking that she's gonna like jump on the back of him and just start somebody's gonna like start so i have a question on that yeah yeah there was a noise yeah he turned and looked that door was open and the box was right there yeah who put it there who made the noise how casper. did that happen casper <laughs> i don't know honestly i don't i did that was one thing that kind of fell through a little bit for me i don't know where exactly that they didn't from. explain that. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe she had been in there and was like, maybe she was looking at that kind of stuff. Well, I thought maybe, maybe it would have was... been um, Georgina. Yeah, their maid, um, their maid or, girl. Um, turns out to be the grandma. Yeah, or the yeah. grandpa, <laughs> yeah. for that matter. The grandpa. I didn't think the grandpa because you never really saw him inside. That's true. So I was thinking it could have been the grandma. I was thinking that for whatever reason, maybe Allison was in there and she was like, or Rose, I should say. Is a yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she was in there and she was like reminiscing about. Yeah, they didn't explain that. I... Yeah, they didn't really explain it super well. I, and it seems like, and it is, you know, obviously there's no perfect script, but it seems like a bit of an oversight to keep like this obviously strong evidence that in that room that he just happens to right, be in. Right. You know, like why would you put him there and it, have that right there and not lock it? So somebody must have done it. Like, yeah. may, I don't know, maybe it got a reason got cut out in editing or something it's quite possible i i mean they definitely give you that idea that the person that's because the whole idea is with them being stuck in the body is that right. they still have control at times which again they also never really explain the flash like why the flash resets them and allows them to suddenly right like, take control there's a lot of implied never, stuff yeah, though. There's a lot of implied. they never explain how the whole procedure works right. like they explain that it works but they never explain why it works 
there's so there's things that just kind of happen. That you just kind of go okay. So th- and I think there's yeah. enough other crazy stuff that's going on at that point that you're just kind of to go, justify it. Yeah, you just kind of go okay. All right. So that's where I was saying in my negatives in the review earlier is I, it almost seemed like there's a little bit of like the science fictiony element yeah. of transferring somebody's soul. Yeah, it got quasi you know? magical science fictiony kind yeah. of at the end. It's like whoa, metaphysical. Like they don't. It, yeah, it, it got we, weird. It, it didn't. It didn't explain it fully, but I was still on board for the most part. Like you said, there's enough just crazy stuff happening. Yeah. Um, my other, so other, my favorite part, and this happens in, in some of my. Uh, favorite films it's kind of that aspect the retribution aspect especially in like uh, action movies more recently like John Wick and stuff like that Yeah, but where Daniel Kaluuya who I loved especially I mean um, I think this is going to be the perfect launching pad for him to to have so many more opportunities he was just awesome but he um when he goes on his like rampage, he gets out and then he just kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. Um, I really, I don't know something about that. I'm just really like, that is awesome that he was able to do that to such terrible people. Yeah. I liked his rampage. Yeah. I, they obviously deserved it. I think I, I, the, the thing that I had a problem with a bit was it felt, it felt real. It felt almost too real. Mm. You know what I mean? The fact that he could like stab somebody with the deer. I mean, Again, that that doesn't sound real, but like obviously, what else is he gonna do? He that was the most really brutal part. That was pretty brutal. Too. Yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. So there was there was elements, but it, it it felt like okay, this guy is probably not trained in fighting. Right. He doesn't really know how to deal with like people that are trying to fight him. It's like I I think he said that he took um with, in like eighth grade yeah, like or eighth something grade, or first grade. You I know, but he probably doesn't know how to fight very well. So it felt very real. Yeah. But it also felt a little like anticlimactic because most of the fights were over in like a second. So yeah. I, I almost kind of wish that like there'd been a little bit more of a struggle here and there yeah. with some of them, more of like a running fight type thing. It was more like quick engagement and then done and then quick engagement right. and then done. And so that was kind of one small aspect of the fighting that I didn't really like. Yeah. And then, but one of the things that I really did like is how there was this, you know, we talk about a film being like focused and elements of the story played out like they started in one part and then they played out fully later and mm-hmm. like a perfect example of that is you know when they hit the deer in the beginning of the movie and you're like he's he's staring at it and it's kind of this awkward moment and you're thinking well like maybe that has to do with just like they're just trying to set up this weird awkward tension yeah and he's like somehow drawn to it but then later you find out when um when Catherine keener miss you yeah. know the their his the rose's mom is doing this hypnotism with him right that a situation similar to that played out with his mom. Right. Yeah. And he was, he was reminiscing in a way and he was reconnecting with that. Yeah, and you don't know that, that moment, until right. later. Yeah. And then again, at the very end of the movie, he leaves her, you know, this girl, Allison, which that was kind of a weird thing that happened at the end too, when he's like going to kill her and he decides suddenly, not eh, to, I'm not going to do it. I don't know why that happened. Yeah. It almost felt like it is a, a lot of people in the audience were kind of like going, Oh, is he still hypnotized? Like, is the hypnotism getting him? And so uh, that felt a little strange to me, but right. it, it did leave a good metaphorical kind of symbolic thing that he's willing to just like, right. Leave her on the road bleeding to death. Right. You know? So, um, yeah. So other than that, I would just say the, the whole family yeah. is, Super creepy, especially the son uh, <laughs> uh, who played yeah. Jeremy uh, yeah. by Caleb uh, Landry Jones. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything before this. Oh man, so, so creepy! Even his look it was just super creepy looking. Yeah, he had that look of like being slightly malnourished. You know, he what looked I mean? like the creepy Macaulay Culkin like photos that you see, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what he was in? He was in X Men, X Men First Class. 
That's what who I see him in. in. Who was he in X-Men? He was, um, oh, let's see here. I don't remember the name of the character. He was the one guy that shoots the the giant balls. Oh, Banshee. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he That's looks really different. Yeah. Wow. So he's he's grown up. Okay. He's but, all grown up. Yeah, but he looks kind of freaky. He looks a bit emaciated almost at yeah. times and maybe that's just who he is as a person but right. you know and then he's got kind of the long hair and he looks like he's a bit haggard and everything and the whole thing and so yeah it i think he played a very yeah. effective and very efficient character so that's that's really all i have for for that anything else you want to add no okay. i think it's a good movie i, cool. I would say it definitely was better than I expected. Yeah, and so I would recommend it. Um, obviously, it's rated R. Don't take your kids to it, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's less on the horror side. I don't know if that gives anybody else hope. It is still has tension, still has a couple of moments that are probably unnecessarily scary, like jump scare moments, but yeah. um, I did really enjoy it as well. And uh, that is all. That's all that we have for uh, today's episode. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to, um, check out... Um, Check out our, our website. It's mm-hmm. being uh, constantly updated at realreviewmedia.com. Constantly. Just all the time. All the time. Literally C- as we're speaking. Constantly <laughs> as we're speaking. Somebody we don't know is updating the website. That's probably, we should probably <laughs> look into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, sign up for the newsletter where you get some, uh, just some information about some things happening, going on, the latest goings on. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also find us at... Um, uh, facebook.com slash real review media also on instagram and twitter at real review media again it's spelled r-e-e-l as in a film reel mm-hmm. and uh, if you have any questions if you want to give some thoughts or opinions or if you feel like we missed something let us know uh, send us an email at real review media at gmail.com and uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, to engage in conversation with you. <laughs> Via email. Via email. Yes. So, yeah, uh, feel free to do that. But other than that, fantastic getting to chat with you all and uh, you, Joel. And uh, Same here. until next time, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>